Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Hello and welcome to Jobber Talk. My name is Martin and this is your PWR Live Championship Spirit Review! It came to us like a day after MWF 10, so from the Binondo area, we go back to Circuit Makati and the good old Power Max Center. Oh, thank God it was there. Because it's not as far as the last show I went to. And by the last show, I meant the one that happened the day before. And yes, it was pretty awesome to be back at Circuit and, you know, got to meet some of my friends there before the show. Got to check out the new merch. I hope you guys got to buy some new merch, including the Cali Nueva stickers. And of course, if you ask me which stickers I bought, it was the How Dare You sticker. Because it's like the best thing out there. Now, maybe, just maybe, if it becomes a t-shirt, you know what I'm buying? That How Dare You t-shirt. If ever it gets released. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But wish list aside, let's go to the main topic at hand and let's start with a pre-show where it was the YOLO Twins, the former PWR Tag Team Champions taking on the network of James Idol Martinez and Mr. Sam Baltazar. And it was very surprising to see Johan with a bigger Logan Olioris. No, just kidding. That's Rhetoric Mahaba wearing the outfit of Logan Olioris who couldn't be there as he was still in Singapore training with Grapple Max. And I hope to see the triplets back in action in the next event. But this time it would be Johan and Red Rhetoric. It was a pretty interesting match, but at the end of the day, it would be the network getting the victory. After Mahaba caught Idol mid-air, only to get hit by a dropkick from the top rope by Sam Baltazar. Baltazar hits the Swanton Bomb on Rhetoric Mahaba, gets the pin, the network gets their tag team victory at the pre-show. And I like the fact that it was Rhetoric Mahaba versus James Idol Martinez at one point. It was like reflaming the old rivalry they had like a couple of years back if you remember their epic clash in i academy at revo x 2017 i think oh no 2016 yeah that long ago when it was just rhetoric mahaba versus idol in that revo x match and like and like giving me flashbacks of that epic encounter at the i academy between those two so yeah good job on the first show so yeah, good job on the first pre-show segment. And the hits keep on coming because after them, it would be MSG, the Mr. C group at ringside. And it would be them facing the Naughty Boys. But before that, we had a huge Woj Bomb deal for Grab Camus. So Mr. C gave a huge offer to the Naughty Boys for Grab Camus. So they'll get Grab Camus, but the Naughty Boys will get... The MSG Choir, Boyet, who is certified to be the first future first round pick of the Young Boys in PWR Bootcamp. A lifetime supply of Ampaus and shoutouts and a 99.9% .9 of merchandise sales of Camus. 
Now that is a huge offer. Like just the choir and Boyet alone. That's like four people in place of Grab Camus. But when Evan Carlo was thinking about it, apparently it was a no for him because they fought with MSG in that tag team match. So it was Main Max and Sandata taking on Grab Camus and the returning Evan Carlo. This tag team match really surprised me because Grab Camus, get this, delivered an amazing Frankensteiner. He pulled it off, man. After that, though, MSG took control and cut the corner to focus on Grab Camus on their corner. It would take a hot tag to the returning ECX for the Naughty Boys to get the momentum on their side of things in this match. Evan Carlo got in, delivers a couple of sling blades to Sandata and Main Max. Sandata is in the corner. Evan Carlo tags out to grab Camus. Camus lines him up for a running big boot to the corner. But instead of hitting Sandata, he hits Evan Carlo. Evan Carlo is down. There's a double team maneuver on Camus. He's down and he gets pinned by MSG for the 1 2 entry but man if there's something you gotta talk about in this segment it was mr c's anti-bullying segment like it felt so real it felt so personal that man it trumped all and it sucks that it had to be in the pre-show but man what a way to start things off before we go to the main show now speaking of the main show the first match Scheduled was a one-on-one -on -one match between Zayden Trudeau and Singapore Pro Wrestling's own Alex Cuevas. Now, it was supposed to be a one-on-one -on -one until someone barged in and his name was Kali Nueva. And he told everyone, and Poch, how dare you not put me in the ring against Zayden Trudeau. Now, before we get into the match, let us remind everybody who's listening to Jobber Talk, that yes indeed, Kali Nueva and Zayden Trudeau have been longing to face each other in that ring one-on-one, -on -one. but now we might get it in a triple threat match. And co-GM Potts asked everyone if they want to see Kali Nueva join the match, and everyone said yes, and GM Potts said, well, Let's make it a triple threat match. It's going to be Kali Nueva versus Zayden Trudeau versus Alex Cuevas. And my god, it was a nice match to start off the main show. If there's one word I could describe to you what Alex Cuevas is, it's fast. Because the dude was so friggin' fast, I couldn't see how he like maneuvered in the ring, how he hit that move. But man, he was just very fast. And that's all there is to it. Match starts. There's a double drop kick on Kali Nueva. And the Renaissance man rolls out of the ring. There's a body scissors into an arm drag on Zayden Trudeau by Cuevas. A fast drop kick by Alex Cuevas on the Canadian Dragon. Kali Nueva comes in, clotheslines Alex Cuevas. But Cuevas delivers a hard chop to the chest of his opponent, Kali Nueva. The action goes outside and Alex Cuevas does a running dive on Cali Nueva. Zayden does his own dive a few moments later. And it's Zayden Trudeau 
Alex Cuevas on the outside. We see Cali Nueva enter the ring. And he does an amazing dive of his own as well on Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Cuevas to the outside of the ring. Cali Nueva tries to pin Cuevas but it only reaches a two count. Springboard dropkick by Zayden Trudeau on his opponent 4-2. Cuevas shoves Cali Nueva off the top rope and hits a flying dropkick on Trudeau. Cali hits a crossroads on Cuevas. Zayden Trudeau with a brain buster on Cali Nueva. And we get a DDT on Cuevas by Zayden while he kicked Cali Nueva. However, there was a low blow snuck on Zayden Trudeau. Cali delivers the indie elbow on Zayden Trudeau. But it's not enough yet, huh? Cuevas with a sit down power bomb on his opponent, and he only gets the two count. Alex Cuevas delivers the 619 on the Canadian Dragon. A few moments later, we get Zayden Trudeau with a Frankensteiner out of a powerbomb attempt by his opponent. Zayden hits his own 619 on Alex Cuevas. And the end saw an amazing springboard 450 splash by Zayden Trudeau on the visiting Alex Cuevas for the three count. The next match would be another grudge match in the making as it was Vlad Sinsek versus the former Triple Crown PWR champion John Sebastian. But before the match would start, John Sebastian snuck into ringside. Actually, I think he entered through the area where the mayor was sitting. So it's like, did Yanks just smuggle in John Sebastian? Nah, just kidding. I think John Sebastian was just at a corner of the ringside area, snuck through the area, went past our area, and then snuck in and delivered a savage beatdown on Vlad Sinsek before the match would start. And obviously... It went into a no contest because I don't think Vlad Sinsek was fit enough to you know, fight back after that heinous assault by the wrestling lord and savior. It's It was so brutal that Potts was just shocked and he just apologized for his co-GM's actions on Vlad Sinsek. But next up we got another match that has some bad blood. It's Robin taking on the Naughty Boys' own Gemmerlin. Gemmerlin using the strategy of Trian de la Torre and kept ducking the clothesline attempts of Robin. Robin left the ring in frustration. Gemmerlin would follow her. However, she would receive a cheap shot by Robin. Robin is arm-locked by Gemmerlin but starts to attack Gemmerlin for her to let go. She backed Gemmerlin to a corner, but Gemmerlin would fight back and deliver a bulldog off of said ring corner. There's a clothesline block, and she hits a spinning neck breaker on Gemmerlin. There's a top rope stunner by Robin for a two count. Robin argues to the referee and said that that was a three. However, Gemmerlin uses that opening to actually roll up Robin for two. There is one moment in the match where we thought Robin would win. However, it would be Gemmerlin surprising Robin with a submission hold and eventually Robin tapped out. Gemmerlin gets this huge victory over the former punk doll. 
And at that point, we did not know that that would be the only win in the win column for any member of the Naughty Boys at PWR Live Championship Spirit. Because speaking of the Naughty Boys, the next member would have his wrestling lang ang iniisip ko open challenge for the next segment of the show. It was Capitan Tutan challenging anyone at the back to face him one-on-one in wrestling. Lo and behold, the one who would answer would be none other than a former two-time PWR champion. Hell, he is the longest reigning PWR champion in history, Ralph Imabayashi. But now you can call him Imabayashi. There was a nice exchange of holds by both competitors until at one point, Imabayashi just delivered a wrestling clinic focusing on Tutan's arm a tequila sunrise and then he converts the hold into a bow and arrow submission he pins Tutan but only gets a two count Tutan fought back and delivers some chops and a crossbody to the former champion Imabayasi drops Tutan on the mat delivers a knee to the back of Tutan's head has a sonic crusher attempt but he stops it. Tutan stopped the Sonic Crusher and drops the former champion with a Russian leg sweep. Now Tutan seemed to be lining up for something, but Ralph's ring savvy and IQ was too much for Tutan to handle as he rolled up Tutan for the one, two, three. Imabeasi is back in the winner's column with his pinfall victory over Capitan Tutan. Now after the match... The one who entered ringside was none other than Ralph's former friend, Nina. The same Nina who was at the corner of Koto Hero when Koto Hero was facing Imabayashi, who was then the PWR champion. And now it seems that Nina is cleared to wrestle. Nina grabs Imabayashi, drops him on the mat, and grabs the mic. And tells everyone that she has been waiting for a long time to do that. And she can't wait for the next event where it will be Nina and Imabayashi in a one-on-one wrestling match at Renaissance. And now Imabayashi has to make amends with his past. I mean, I'm happy that he's, he's smiling again during that match. He found a smile after... Being so distraught and being so haunted for so long during his title reign. Now the joy of wrestling is back to him. But he has to remember one thing. He has to make amends to all the wrongs he has done. And one of that was his former friend Nina. And Nina seems like she wants to get some payback against Imabayashi. And this is a very exciting match. Coming off for Renaissance. And speaking of an exciting match, up next, we got Mr. Philippine Wrestling himself, Jake DeLeon, facing the Prophet of Pain, Shao Cat. Now, during our last episode, you can recall Shao Cat took on Jake DeLeon's future tag team partner at HKWF, Rex Lawin, and he handily defeated Rex Lawin at that event. Now Shaukat wants to have his wrestling weekend 
a straight 2-0 and and he wants to get the second win on Mr. Philippine Wrestling. Both Jake DeLeon and Shao Cat hit each other with clotheslines until Shao Cat starts to tee off on the Senorito. At one point of the match, we see JDL connecting with a hip toss arm breaker, locking the arm of Shao Cat until his opponent reaches the ropes for rope break. There was a nicely delivered neck breaker on Jake DeLeon from the corner by his opponent. European uppercut on the corner by Shaukat. He keeps slamming JDL on the corner until he tosses Mr. Philippine Wrestling outside the ring. While outside, he brings JDL to a vacant seat or someone sitting on the seat and keeps attacking him on the outside. At one point, they go near our area. JDL is placed on the seat and Shaukat charges at him. So we had to clear out that area. My God, thank goodness. Because that seat was like literally in front of me. Yikes! Both men re-enter the ring and there's a strike exchange in the ringside area. There are some corner clotheslines by JDL until he delivers the cannonball on Shaukat. JDL with a nice spear from the second rope onto his opponent. Shaukat blocks a senorito kick and delivers a package pile driver for two. A loud JDL chant is heard at ringside as there is another attempt of the Inasal lock by JDL. Jake DeLeon with a flying clothesline. He connects, but it is a two count. Shaukat asks for harder forearm strikes by JDL and Shaukat delivers a throat thrust on his opponent whip to the ropes back suplex on JDL he stomps down on Jake DeLeon until DeLeon catches him and slams him for two Shaukat hits the Simone drop gets a two count there's a chicken wing attempt on JDL he locks it in but Jake DeLeon escapes immediately and Locks the same thing too. Shaukat would escape as well and hits a running knee to his opponent. He delivers an innovative slam driver thing and it was just two because JDL's foot was on the rope. He mounts on JDL and tees off on his opponent. Shaukat tells JDL to stay down but at the end of the match one senorita kick connects. A leap and drop. There's only a two count, a second leap and drop connects, one, two, three, and Jake DeLeon wins this match. And now after the match, we see on the screen TJP and he announces that his opponent on October 12 would be Jake DeLeon. So it's JDL versus TJP confirmed at PWR's homecoming this October 12. And I am so excited for that. The next match was very interesting as it was the semi-final match featuring Mike Madrigal and Jan Evander. Jan Evander quickly took down Madrigal with a side headlock but Madrigal lifted him with one arm to the corner. Gorilla press slam and Evander goes down. Jan Evander would focus his attack on Madrigal's arm and this match took a turn when Evander... 
hits his own vertical suplex with a two. Kick to the side of the head of Mike Madrigal, but still a two count. Mike Madrigal escaped the corner while Evander was trying to punch him. Super kick, release German suplex on Evander, but Madrigal is hit by a back elbow and goes down for two. Diving knee on Madrigal only gets a two count. An innovative leapfrog slam on Johnny Vander and it only gets a two as well. Johnny Vander with an enzugiri out of nowhere. Madrigal delivers a electric chair into a sit-out powerbomb for two. A couplex. Get this. Off the second rope by Madrigal while Evander was on the apron. But it also gets a two. Johnny Vander escapes and delivers a Pele kick on Madrigal, but Mike Madrigal converts his angle slam attempt to an arm drag. Mike Madrigal flips the bird on Johnny Vander, but Johnny Vander breaks the middle finger. He does it again with his other hand, but let's just say Johnny Vander also broke that finger too. Ouchies. Driving knee strike on Mike for two. There's a cross face. Locked in by Johnny Vander here, but he escapes. He catches the Meteora into a knee to the face by Madrigal. Johnny Vander hits a reverse Rana to stop the go to sleep attempt of Mike Madrigal. But in the end, Mike Madrigal pulled out his finisher, pinned the Vander 1, 2, 3, and that was it. After the match, the end game enter the ringside. And there's a low blow by Johnny Vander on Madrigal. But before the beatdown would be completed, the Kaka Ebros enter ringside and they raise the arm of Madrigal. Inside the ring, the Kaka Ebros and Madrigal seem to have patched things up. But for Madrigal, maybe a hug was way too soon. But hey, maybe in the future they'll be back. But right now, Kendrick gets the mic and asks the endgame, Oh, it seems like you like to do things three on one, but hey, we're here at the ringside area. But hey, we're at the ringside now. How about we start our tag team match already? And yeah, it was the Kaka Ebros versus the endgame for the PWR Tag Team Champions. However... It seems like it won't be Vintendo and Apocalypse because Vintendo announces that Alexander Belmonte III will be his partner for this match. So it will be the Apocalypse sitting out on this one with Vintendo and AB3 getting the ringside action for the endgame. It's Marky and Alexander Belmonte who will start off the match and they have a fun exchange of moves in the ring. Moments later, it would be Vintendo and Kendrick, and at one point, the Kaka Ebros would steal the bonnet of Vintendo, and they would toss it to, well, to the crowd. There's a purple nurple assault on Vintendo at the corner by the Kaka Ebros, and they sum it up nicely with a double knee strike on their opponent. Vintendo comes back with a body slam on Marky. And he delivers the Titan Fall Splash on his opponent for the two count. Alexander Belmonte delivers some corner chops on his opponent. 
and Nintendo tags in and starts to choke his opponent on the corner. He slams Marky for two. AB3 back with a side headlock. His opponent escapes though with some elbow smacks, but AB3 comes back with a big boot to his opponent's face. Nintendo goes back in, airplane spin and pins his opponent for two. Shining wizard on AB3. And at one point, that's it. Marky and AB3 are both down. Hot tag to Kendrick. Nintendo goes in, spinning wheel kick on Super Nintendo. There's a Kaka Ebro double T move on Nintendo, but AB3 breaks the pin. Nintendo goes back in, but he misses. A charge gets speared by the big dog Kendrick. AB3 hits a Claymore on his opponent. Out of nowhere, Nintendo and AB3 do a double power bomb, but it's broken up by Kendrick before the counter tree. Chaos ensues at ringside. Apocalypse enters the ring with a crowbar. He tries to attack the Kakaibros, but AB3 prevents him. Apocalypse gets shoved into the ref and Nintendo. While all of this is happening, AB3 is caught by the Kakaibros. Rapbe inside the ring. One, two, three. Three, Kaka Ebros retained this one by a close margin, but they're still the PWR Tag Team Champions. Now, after the match, Nintendo takes out the crowbar of Apocalypse, and in an apparent change of heart, he actually helps Alexander Belmonte III leave ringside, and Apocalypse is all alone inside the ring. What does this mean for the endgame? Did you know, Nintendo have a change of heart? Is Apocalypse on the outs? Because it seems like in the last social media post, Nintendo, fine, Super Nintendo, claims that the loss was because of the Apocalypse and his meddling. They had it under control. Now we will see at Renaissance what the fate of the endgame is. Who's really on the outs? And will they actually pay AB3 more money? Because I heard he's not financially stable anymore. Thanks to the end game. Now let's go back to the tournament. And at this match it's going to be Panzer versus Trian de la Torre. So the midget champion is actually going to face a former PWR champion. And he seems like he was up to the task. As from the start it was a early roll up by Trian de la Torre for two. And he surprised everyone with a spinning head scissors on Chris Panzer for a two count. He connects with an uncherry fur and he was about to finish things off with the with the stomp to stunner or the one size beats all. But Camus goes to ringside and tries to distract Panzer. But all it did was to distract TDT and inadvertently while he was distracted Chris Panzer uses the opening. Hits the Rainmaker on TDT. Pinfall. Chris Panzer makes it to the finals. And he will face Mike Madrigal. And whoever wins that match. They're going to be the number one contender. After the match. A very happy Chris Panzer slides out of the ring. Hugs Camus and actually gives him a kiss. Thinking that he assisted MSG. But apparently no. Uh, Camus was actually trying to cheer on TDT and he felt quite guilty. 
Evan Carlo enters ringside and has a microphone. He says that hindi patapos tayo kamus. And he had to admit that 2019 was not nice for the Naughty Boys. He congratulates the MSG for a clean sweep. But they would like to challenge MSG at Renaissance. Mr. C said they had nothing to prove because they have beaten the Naughty Boys in the past. But Evan Carlo reminds them that last year, when everything counted, when they had a tag team title match, they lost to the Naughty Boys. So they wanted to challenge them in a six-man tag with Evan Carlo, Trin Delatore, and Camus. No, Tutan. It's going to be Capitan Tutan as the third man. But who will be the third man of MSG as Panzer will be facing Mike Madrigal? Well, Poch Estrada, co-GM, solved the case. It will be Sandata, Main Max, and Mr. C. So for the first time in PWR history, Mr. C will make his in-ring debut as a competitor at Renaissance. This is going to be an interesting six-man tag for sure, guys. And our next match is the first of the double main event. And it's winner take all. It will be the all-out Warla champion Martivo versus the PHX champion Chino Ginto versus the PWR champion Quattro in a triple threat match. And whoever wins, whoever wins is going to get all three belts. Now, for me, there would have been two outcomes here. First, which is nearly impossible, unless this is the it'll be the most ballsiest move that PWR would do, is to give all three of these belts to one of these guys and make him run with it, like not just for this night but for the next few shows. All right, the next would be. It's gonna be you know contest maybe like a disgruntled wrestler would come and attack all three guys. So going into this match, I was thinking, shiz man, yeah. If they can write themselves out of this predicament, I think it'll be the latter. But let's just say the ending surprised me as to how they're gonna play out Renaissance with this match's ending. But let. Let's go through the match first. The match started with all three men trying to figure out who's gonna attack first, and it would be Chino Ginto trying to hit, but Quattro stopped him, and Martivo with a double butt bump on his opponents. Chino and Quattro fight over the pin at one point, and eventually Quattro delivers a knee to Martivo and then sends Chino Ginto outside. Quattro dives off from the ropes and lands on both men. Quattro attacks the Mandal until Chino attacks Quattro a few moments later. Martivo hands them with sticks as they all climb back into the ring. While they were grabbing the sticks though, he had this like little stick that might be for tickling or slapping and twacks them on the butt with that said stick. <laughs> and that was a fun spot for me actually. Martivo butt bumps both of them and while they were at the corner, Chino Ginto and Quattro, Martivo charges and hits them both, making them inadvertently kiss each other. And yes, the ship of Chino Atro or Quachino. Yeah, has sailed. 
I forgot what the the ship name is. Quano. There you go. Quano. The Quano Kist. Springboard dive on Martivo by Quattro and it lands for two. Chino Ginto delivers a code breaker on the PW champion but only gets a two count. Quattro yet again with some nice maneuvers with a springboard tornado DDT on the golden boy. Martivo stops the Destino attempt and Martivo drops him towards a Chino Ginto code breaker. And by God, Quattro might have been broken in half. The Mandal locks in a submission hold on the PHX champion. But there was a frog splash on Martivo by Quattro. Only gets a two count. Chino Ginto heads up to the top rope area and hits a double drop kick on his opponents. Chino Ginto with a buckle bomb. And he was going for a stomp. Destino attempt blocked. Gravité by Martivo on Quattro. But Quattro breaks it up for two. Chino breaks the submission maneuver of Martivo. Gold digger stomp on the Mandal. But there's a Destino by Quattro. But Martivo is there to break up the pin. Chino Ginto skies up to the top rope yet again while Martivo has the PWR champion at a electric chair hold. Chino Ginto off the top rope with a blockbuster on Quattro. But before everything happens after that move, the lights go out. Moments later, there's some masked people inside the ring attacking all three men. The network... That's Sam Baltazar and Idol and the Kakaeros, Mark and Kendrick, storm to ringside to help out these guys. And don't forget, apart from those who were helping them at ringside, was our good buddy, Boyet. Boyet Club was in full effect, but Boyet was still a bit inexperienced and had to take the brunt of the damage while the network and Kakaeros helped the champions clear out the ring. And eventually we go to the uh, screen and we see five mysterious men who call themselves the Foundation and they will come to PWR Renaissance next month. Oh wait, it's August now. In August 25 to try to get all the belts of the Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Soon enough we'd find out the names of these guys. It's the Shark Andrew Carter. Killer, Chris Target, and finally Julio and Marco Garcia. And these guys will be taking on the champions, like the tag team champions. The Kaka Ebros will defend those belts against the network and Julio and Marco Garcia on one match. On the other match, it's Killer versus Martivo for the All Out War Championship. Next up, we got Chris Target taking on Chino Ginto for the PHX Championship match. And finally, it's Quattro versus Andrew the Shark Carter for the PWR Championship. Let's just say that next event is going to be interesting as it's going to be the Australian Invasion. We just had a Chinese Invasion at MWF. And now, this time, Australia wants to invade our local scene. 
Jesus Christ, 2019 seems to be an all-out invasion by foreign countries in Philippine wrestling soil. I, I won't be surprised if Russia or like, what, Singapore will be next? Who knows, right? But yeah, that's the first of the two main events of PWR Live Championship Spirit. And now let's go to the main event. So this main event was for the SPW, I think, Queen of Asia belt. And it would be the champion, Riho, who is famously known for being one of the mainstays of Gato Move, where she recently left. She was also featured in All Elite Wrestling a few shows ago. She will also be in Japan soon for stardom. And she will be defending her belt against Gypsy, also from Gato Move Wrestling. And on our Philippine side of things, her other two opponents are Crystal, who has had international exposure and traveled across the world to wrestle. Who, and finally, we had Jay Shara, who I believe stole this match with her death-defying moonsault near the end of the show. All right. But let us begin from the start where all four competitors went in the middle of the ring and started to do a four-way test of strength. But Jay, Sarah, and Zipsy kicked their opponents, basically Crystal and Riho. But Crystal and Riho would fight back and send both Jay, Sarah, and Zipsy to the outside. Riho would fly off from the ring and attack Zipsy while Crystal would fly off on the other end and land on Jay Sarah. Riho and Crystal would work together in this match against the other two at one point. Crystal delivers the broski boot on the corner to Jay Sarah. Then Gypsy and Riho would be back in the ring and Gypsy would go down. At one point, however, the teamwork, the alliance between Riho and Crystal would be in a limbo as they fought over the pin on their opponent because remember only one person could win this match and the prize would be the queen of asia belt at one point now as i said earlier with crystal down on the mat jay sarah skied towards the top rope and delivered a death-defying moonsault that got everyone in the Power Max Center going wild, going crazy. We were like saying, oh shit, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? Yes, she will. She did and oh my god, we were going wild, man. But Crystal kicked out at two. No worries. Crystal delivers the eat defeat or the soulmate on Jay Sarah. Riho delivers a double stomp on the corner against Crystal and Gypsy. Riho, with the assist of Crystal, delivers a double 619 on Jay Sarah and Gypsy. At the end of the match, it was a double stomp on Gypsy, and Riho hits her finisher to pin Gypsy for the 1 2 3. Riho pins the opponent and retains her Queen of Asia championship. And at the end of the show, it ended exactly at 6 p.m. And 
it's been a while since PWR had done the 6 p.m. ending. I mean, ever since Revo X, it's been a bit, they kind of go overtime. And after watching Quattro TV, props to PWR for saying, like, hey, we start at 2, we end at 6. Let's get this compressed as possible with a lot of action inside of it, stuffed in there with some pro wrestling goodness. And they did. So, guys. PWR Live Championship Spirit, my goodness, it was amazing. And I want to say good job to everyone in the PWR locker room, to PWR and their guests for making one hell of a show. And I can't wait for Renaissance because, as I said earlier, it's going to be Philippines versus Australia. And by that, I do not mean the uh, FIBA basketball game. But hey, maybe that'll happen soon too, right? And... By now, PWR fans already know why we should not ever, ever miss a show this year or maybe next year too. Because we got international wrestlers coming in, just like Riho, just like Gypsy, just like the foundation next month. Well, fine, in a few weeks. But it's also because of the post-show. Like just a few moments after the show... We have seen the Super Mega Powers lock in. The mayor of Yangstown and Mascarado, aka Mr. Balita, have met in person and they have done the handshake. And that's like something huge, man, to our community, to at least a circle of our fans here in the local, you know, wrestling. That's a big deal. Like, that's two fans meeting each other for the first time and, you know, being fast friends. And I can't wait to. You know, join Mayor and the rest of the gang for the next show. And hopefully if, you know, Mr. Mascarado will be there too, man. You can always join us. Just make sure, you know, you play by the rules and not stress out our friend Gab Smarty. He's a boy, man. You can be a boy too. And of course, uh, I'd like to thank the wrestlers and the PWR staff I talked to for the past few weeks. And I will be talking to them to the next show too so advance thank you to those guys who will be helping me in this project for next month it's gonna be a huge project and you know it's gonna be about the fifth year anniversary of pwr's first show last 2014 that's all i can say right now and yeah thank you for supporting jobber talk you can like us on facebook facebook.com slash jobber talk you can also like Channel 14 or follow them on Twitter. They're not active, but they're on Twitter. That's at CH14, all letters, no numbers. Check out our other shows like Radio Norm, Third World Linux, Third World Gaming, Bodega Nights. And don't forget, check out our links below because there's a vlog war going on. But yeah, I'm also linking you guys the latest Carlos show and a couple of other links that... I don't have to mention, but they're there. So check them all out and support everyone there because they all need and you got to give them your love and support. If you can't make it to the shows, just at least check them out. Check the YouTubes out, man. They're all there. And that's it, guys. See you next episode. And uh, bye-bye.
Happy birthday, Brit!